entertainment and disability one podcast at a time this is the aaron's journey podcast okay uh hello everyone this is aaron konski of the aaron Journey podcast and today i have a very special guest with me here today today i have somebody who has been nicknamed the the godmother of drumming would you go ahead and please introduce yourself Hi, everyone. This is Dorothea Taylor. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to finally have you here today. <laughs> so, um, so first off, so first off, what was, what was, like, what was life uh, like for you growing up? Oh, gosh, it was a pleasure. Uh, I was lucky enough to come from a family who liked music, even though, uh, you know, they weren't musicians that were out playing. I I had a a cousin who was very musical. You could tell he just loved music. But, you know, people back then didn't really have the money for lessons or whatever. So I was lucky to be in a family. My grandmother played piano by ear. Uh, Her daughter, my aunt, played did play piano by note and she was in like a ladies group that they had a meeting once a month and she played and I always used to sit by her when she practiced so I just loved music then uh, we got a piano and I was able to take piano lessons at third in third grade to eighth grade so I played piano for six years in sixth grade I signed up for band but they wouldn't let me play drums so I had to play the saxophone so I played the saxophone just my sixth grade year and uh, then I was really never in band after that in band class. I never took band because in eighth grade, then I joined the drum and bugle corps that we had in my hometown and was lucky enough to stay in there and learn technique. It's all about technique as a drummer. If you don't learn technique, you're very limited. And uh, so I marched six years and we practiced basically all day long in the summer. The the first day of school that was, I mean, the the first day of summer after school, we would start practicing morning, noon, and night for big competitions coming up. And we would leave on the, maybe on a Friday, we would be gone all day Friday. Sometimes we'd leave on Thursday, all depends on how far we had to travel. We traveled because this was in Michigan, so we would travel to over into Wisconsin, into uh, Minnesota. We would travel down into lower Michigan, because I was from upper Michigan. And back then, before the you know highways and roads changed, it was almost 500 miles just to get to Detroit from where I'm from, up on Lake Superior. Uh, and then we would travel uh, down into Chicago. We marched in parades with the Chicago Cavaliers. We did go over into Canada a little bit. Um, So it was just massive practice. We loved every minute of it. We practiced in the morning, had sectionals in the morning. We practiced again in the afternoon, full full core in the evening for marching and, and cleaning up some music things and Um, then we would be on our way, like I said, either leaving Thursday or Friday. We wouldn't come back until maybe 3 o'clock in the morning on 
Monday morning. We would leave Sunday sometime whenever we would finish our last thing. And so we would come home and wash our uniforms, maybe get Monday to rest a little bit, and then back on the field Tuesday, Wednesday, and or Thursday, back on the road. So we were gone every weekend for the whole summer. And it just instills a routine in you, in you to, to know how important it is to practice technique, to know all your essential drum rudiments. If you're going to be a drummer, you need your drum rudiments. If you're going to be a guitar player, you wouldn't learn just three or four chords. You'd want to learn everything, everything possible. So yeah, absolutely. That's how I got started. Absolutely. Um, yeah, which that I guess, which I guess already, which I could be wrong. I guess already covers uh, my second question: How you started your started your career? Um, yeah. Anyway, I, after after being uh, in drum corps from thirteen to seventeen, uh, I finally got a drum set in eleventh grade, which I was sixteen then, uh, and. Because I had been playing drums and knew so much about just marching snare drum and listening to to bands, I was able to put together in my head what they were playing with all four limbs. And so when I got my drum set, we set it up in the living room and I went to town. My parents were like, how do you know how to do that? And I said, well, I know how to play my rudiments. I know my technique and I can listen and I can pick up with the drummers are playing on the album. So I bought uh, Led Zeppelin. I bought a, some kind of a stereo system, tried to turn it up as loud as I could to play along with. So I had Led Zeppelin, uh, Cream, Iron Butterfly, The Doors. So I played drums to all of that. And then after I graduated, I graduated young. I was only 17. I got in a band that summer right after I graduated, playing five nights a week. And I mean, through the years I've had, you know, I got married and so I had children, but I still tried to keep active, even though I wasn't playing five nights a week a lot of the time. Uh, you know, I still kept the rudiments in my head, even if I didn't, wasn't practicing hours a day. Uh, you know, I still could do it with my hands and just doing air drumming if I had to. Uh, and then, you know, after my children got old enough, I could uh, join different bands, played with the symphony orchestra, uh, did a lot of, uh, like, musicals, local music theater. And so I've just been active all these years. And I started teaching drumline here in in South Carolina about 1986. So I've been involved with the school systems ever since 86. So I don't know how many years ago that is, but I try to keep in touch with all the band directors around and uh, volunteer my services. Some pay me, some don't. And I keep the, you know, I work with the snare drummers to keep their skills up. So, so I've always had, you know, private students now during this COVID Quarantine? Oh my yep. goodness, the drummers that I've picked up because they're they're finding me on Instagram and then messaging me 
And so I have so many new students and we just do online lessons. We do, uh, it's not like pre-recorded where I just record things and then they, they pay so much a month. This is, you know, one, one-on-one -on -one through FaceTime or, or Skype and, uh, and they're, they're enjoying the lessons. I'm, I'm teaching them techniques so that they can learn to uh, play correctly, I'm teaching them some grooves on their, their drum kits. We do a lot of practice pad technique because if you can't play it on the practice pad, I always say you can't play it on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, anyway, um, your rise to fame was quite a clever one. Um, when you were uh, 55, you teamed up with a company called uh, Dromeo, uh, a company known for uh, for making free online um, uh, drumming le lesson videos. Um, where, of course, uh, to do a video where you go to audition for a disturbed cover band, of course, at first... You were not taken seriously, but when you went, but when you went to the audition, you proved them wrong by doing a drum cover of "Down with the Sickness" by Disturbed. Can you please tell me about the filming process and why you decided to take that story approach? Well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. Sure. When Drumio called me, that was just last year in October, ah, the first okay. part of October, I believe, and then. Or they, it might have been, uh, you know, mid-September when we were talking back and forth. And then by the time I got my plane tickets, it was in October. So this past October is the first time that I was in contact with Drumeo. So when, when they called me, uh, you know, they, they asked me if I would do something fun, just something different, just for almost the shock value. And they wanted me to play something heavy. And so mm -hmm. that's that's how Disturbed came about. It wasn't an audition, really. It, that I mean, that was just for for show. Where like I was in that video clip, I it, it looked like I was auditioning for for it, but it was just showing the process of getting to the studio and me actually being able to play. But the other thing that I wanted to mention. I was not 55, that's for sure, because that was just October. And, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm 69 right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I had been playing probably for 55 years. Now, now it's 56 years, so, uh, but I'm 69. Oh. So I'm old. So that's <laughs> probably, that's part of the, the thing. You no, know, it was something different. They had never had a, a, an older lady to come to Drumeo. And when we were out to dinner with, with Jared and Dave, after I had filmed all day doing different videos, because I did a bunch of quick uh, rudimental videos. I don't know if they've released all of them yet on Drumeo. But we, mm -hmm. we were sitting at dinner and Jared said, I bet that we can get up to a million views on, on that disturbed song. And, and I said, no way. And they said, you know, they were just hoping and kind of thinking, well, 
it'd be really cool to get a million. Well, on Facebook, that video has over 55 million. And on YouTube, I think it has 10 and a half million, 11 million or something. Yeah, so something it's like gone it, way, yeah. it's gone way beyond what they ever thought that it would go. So they're tickled with it too. Yeah, yeah. And so anything about that relating to the video, at one point at your right, at one point in your in your rise to fame, Disturbed actually got to see the video, and they actually made a comment uh, relating to their uh, when it, relating to their drummer, uh, Mike uh, Mike uh, uh, Wayne, uh, their uh, drummer Mike uh, uh, Wingrind, uh to watch out. <laughs> I mean, did you get too, did you get a huge laugh out of it out of it after I like? Didn't. Here after like seeing that comment, <laughs> yes. When I saw that, I thought, "Oh my gosh, that's hilarious!" And so I had to call and tell my all my friends, <laughs> so that they would, uh, so that they would go and, and check it out. You know, and since since that video, and since I keep getting more and more followers on Instagram, uh, I have more and more like famous people that are following me. And it is crazy, really crazy. Uh, like I'll chat back and forth with these well-known drummers, Annika Niles. It's like, okay, Annika, um, can we be <laughs> best friends? She likes, <laughs> she likes my videos. Um, uh, Thomas Pridgen. Do you know Thomas Pridgen? We talk back and forth on I'm Instagram not, not all, sure. all the time. <laughs> he's, he's a monster drummer. Uh, and then uh, I had a, a new admirer that I found out who was following me. And so it's just, it's just been a whirlwind, you know, it's just been a, just a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and of course, in relation to the video and, you know, you know, and so all that. Um, you of course for you of course have been given the nickname, uh, the Godmother of Drumming. Can you tell me about how you got that nickname? <laughs> <laughs> well, the guys from Drumio, they had to come up with something to to label that cover with, and so yeah. I didn't really come up with it. That's not my. That wasn't my idea. They sat around and thinking, thinking, and then. They came up with that, but they did ask permission. And I said, yeah, go ahead. That'll be fine. <laughs> and so, you know, it, I guess it's a catchy phrase because uh, there are people that aren't into drumming, but when they click on YouTube, it'll say uh, something like suggested video to, to watch or whatever. And so I've had so many people call me that knew me and even from church saying, I saw you on YouTube. I didn't even know you were a drummer. Most people before this all came out did not know I even played drums. Wow. Just, <laughs> they didn't. No, like my neighbors, uh, even my in-laws, they knew that I was, that I played drums, but they don't, they're not musicians. And so they don't know that I play drums, you know? There's a difference. They just thought bang, bang, bang. So they, you know, never even mentioned it to other people. 
they, people talk, you know, sitting around visiting or whatever. The subject of me being a drummer never came up, ever. And all the members of church, because I play the organ at church, nobody knew that I was a drummer. And I'm sure there's still a lot that don't know. But uh, it's just been crazy when they do find out and they call me or send me a message. They're just shocked to find out that I actually know how to play the drums. I bet you quite get, get, I bet you quite get a laugh out of it. Yes, <laughs> the nickname. yes. Exactly. So it's been an eye-opener for a lot of people. Like, yeah, oh my absolutely. gosh, she's a drummer. Yeah, like absolutely. And I mean absolutely like with the video when you when you made that when you made that one big quote, I mean that re- that resonated with me so well. Did it? Yeah, it really resonated it really resonated with me when, when you when you said your big quote. At the very end of the, the video? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like Yeah. Like people come in all varieties, but uh you know, people like, tend to to judge yeah until they really find out who you are because the last band that I was in, uh the, the venue that we played in was a late night venue. It was from we really didn't get started until almost ten o'clock and so we'd play until two o'clock in the morning. This was last year. And the reason it's more of a later venue is because Myrtle Beach is a tourist town. So all of the people that work in like all the restaurants and all after they get off work, they would stop by this particular venue along with, you know, tourists that were out and about and see, see the, all, all the action on the main drag in this one place. So people are there and they're you know drinking and eating. It was an eating place also. And Mm -hmm. when they are out on the dance floor and they spot me behind the drums, I could just see the shock on their face and it just made me smile every time. So then they would start poking whoever they were dancing with or going back to the table and showing everyone else on the table who's (laughs) behind the drums. And then they would all get their cameras out and then they would be... Filming me, and it was like that every single time we played there. <laughs> totally amazed. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I like. I bet. I bet. I bet it just shocks you that you get such reactions like that. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's correct. Like, um, like on top of that, like, I mean, I mean, I bet. I bet you didn't expect to get as you know, big as quickly as you did. (laughs) Oh, no. I have, like, I have 163,000 followers on Instagram now. And it's just, it blows my mind. I just can't get over it. (laughs) It's just crazy. But like I said before, when we were talking earlier, I said, well, I can check that off my bucket list, you know. Becoming, finally becoming known for who I really am you know, I'm not, even though I play the organ at church, I'm not an organist. I'm a drummer. That's what I am. I just happen to be knowledgeable enough that I can play the organ because nobody else can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
I mean, I need to add to that. Like, um, do you have any advice for anyone aspiring to get to get into music? Well, if you know that you are talented and you can feel the music, you need to do it. You need to pick up an instrument and do it. Whatever you think that you're interested in playing, whether it's guitar or whatever. If you know that you don't have an ounce of rhythm, <laughs> there are people like that. If you know that you cannot feel where a downbeat is, even after it's explained to you, you have no rhythm, you do not want to learn how to play the drums because it's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which, honestly, now thinking about it, if I ever were to ever really get into music, really, I mean, honestly, if I ever were to really, I'd, pro I'd be probably only mostly like doing like drums, and that's it, because I just don't, because I just, I because I just don't have the coordination really for doing anything else very well. <laughs> See, and you, and you're admitting that, and you're knowing that, but now any instrument that you pick up is going to be foreign to you until you learn the technique on any instrument. A guitar, if you've never played the guitar and you start taking guitar, your fingers absolutely kill you. And if you're learning chords, just going from C to uh, F to G7 it takes forever to be able to do uh, smoothly transition from one to the other, but you practice and you practice and you practice. As you're practicing, you're getting more and more calluses on your fingers, and you're getting better and better. So any instrument that you take, you are going to be, you know, it's going to be a foreign instrument. But yeah. hopefully, if you're serious and you're going to take lessons, uh, it's just so important to know if you have any musical ability, if you're listening and, and appreciating music, but if you never listen to music and you don't like so-and-so, you know, such and such a band and you don't understand what they're playing. I don't know. I just, you're never going to become really, really good. You have to have some musical talent behind to, to build a skill level. You know, I'm, I'm laying it down as factual as I can because I've been teaching a long time and mm -hmm. the students that would come in to the, music studio that I worked at for the two years before this past school year, uh, you know, after two or three months, they understood that that was just not for them. Drumming was not for them. They didn't understand it. They, their hands wouldn't work, their mind and feet, you know, and hands coordinating together just wasn't going to work. And I mean, I can teach anybody to play the drums Mm -hmm. Simply, simply, but they're not never going to be able to advance because they're, they just, I don't know. It's just really hard for them. It's just not a natural thing that they're learning. Just like everybody cannot be a good golfer. They can take golf lessons, but they're not going to be a Tiger Woods. Yeah. Or they're not yeah. going to be a Michael Jordan. I don't care how much you practice. You're still not going to be as good as Michael Jordan. You might be close so it's the same thing when you're practicing being a drummer. You have to spend quality time, but you still have to have some natural talent behind it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You especially prove that point there that like that like that like even if even if you have some 
even if you do have some knowledge in music, you know, some some are fortunately not not as lucky to be able to be able to have the proper uh, flexibility and coordination to be able to, to even be able to play certain instruments. Yes, yes. You know, I I hate to say it, but it's true. I mean, I've I've been teaching for fifty six years, and I've just seen it. I know when the student comes in, if it's a natural talent that they will be able to build on, and then I know exactly when somebody has no coordination at all, cannot feel it, cannot play a backbeat on two and four to save their life, well, you know, I'm sorry. You just really don't need to take drum lessons. You're never going to get it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, other than, other than Disturbed, uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite bands? Oh, gosh. I, I love such a wide variety of music. It all depends on, you know, like what mood I'm in. Um, usually the things that I listen to, though, always have a really good drummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love anything that Vinnie Kaliuta plays in. I love mm-hmm. anything that Benny Grib because I just love his style. Uh, like I have, like a lot of my stuff on my phone on iTunes there's no words to it because I'm not listening to words. I'm listening to music and the musicianship. And uh, so it's things like that, that I listen to with bands that have really, really good musicians. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love John Mayer <laughs> because he always has really good bass player, really good drummer. Steve Jordan does a lot with him. He'll have some different, drummers occasionally on his tours and stuff. But John Mayer is a killer guitar player. And so, you know, that's why I listen to him because of the musicianship. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 before we go, I have a couple more questions for you. Okay. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom? Well, Kind of like what I've said, you know, if, if you do take up an instrument, do it because you love it. You absolutely love it. And you are going to devote your time, talents, and patience on developing your skills. Learn everything that you can possibly learn. Watch YouTube. Uh, take classes. Uh, you know, watch other musicians. Always just strive to be the best that you can be. Absolutely, absolutely. And last off, um, how can people get in, uh, get in contact with you? Well, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram <laughs> is taylor.dorothea. Okay. And okay that's, so that's the best way. Just leave <laughs> me a message. <laughs> So, so Dorothea Taylor, I'd like to thank you so much for your time in joining me today for this interview, and it was a pleasure having you on today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. You, 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 you have a good day. Thank you. You too. See ya. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> if you'd like to continue to be a part of Aaron's journey, consider donating to the podcast monthly. Head on over to my Anchor page for more information on how to get exclusive bonus content and more.